The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Thursday, July 21st, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you shop Amazon through my links at buzzburbank.com. We'll get back to the presidential race in a moment, but first, the more pressing business. Hot enough for you? The heat wave that started last month has continued in July, and now the stats are out on June. It was the warmest June in recorded history, and that's no fluke. June was the 14th straight month in which the world logged its highest temperatures in 137 years of record-keeping. Now, in the 21st century, the planet is two degrees warmer than it was in the 20th century, nearly two and a half. And it's not just the air. The oceans have gotten warmer, too. Hence the term global warming, which was renamed climate change after a Republican lawmaker in Washington brought a snowball to work to show the planet isn't getting warmer. Experts say this year, when it's over, 2016 will have been the warmest of those 137 years, breaking the record we set last year. Might these rising temperatures be the new normal? We know of around 1,300 people in this country who have become infected with the Zika virus. Most were bitten by mosquitoes while in the Caribbean or Latin America, not here. A few transmitted the virus to another person through sex. But in one case revealed this week, a man caring for an elderly Zika patient who died, the caretaker also contracted the disease without mosquitoes or sex, bodily fluids probably. The caregiver recovered quickly. The infected usually do. 80% of the time, an infected person never even gets symptoms. But health officials are now also worried, especially in places like Louisiana, Texas, and Florida, about a mosquito biting an infected person and carrying the virus to other people. So far as we know, it hasn't happened yet, but a South Florida woman has been bitten by a Zika-infected mosquito. Pregnant women are being advised not to visit places where Zika is being transmitted. They've been advised to wear long-sleeved shirts and insect repellent. Their partners are being advised to use a condom to protect mother and baby. And Pope Francis says he understands. Your hot dog may be trying to kill you. A major hot dog maker is recalling pork dogs, chicken dogs, and corn dogs because they may be contaminated with listeria. Sometimes it starts with a tummy ache, but not usually. Flu-like symptoms mostly, along with confusion and a loss of balance, even convulsions, especially in the usually vulnerable groups, older people, newborns, pregnant women, and people with an immune deficiency. The company is Bar S, as a reference to cattle branding. If you have some Bar S hot dogs, throw them out. You're allowed to take them back to the store if you're okay with taking possible listeria into a food market. Southwest Airlines says it's finally fixed its computer system. Everything went down yesterday, grounding a few flights, delaying hundreds of others, and forcing passengers to sleep on the floor at Washington's Reagan National Airport. The sewer systems beneath our feet across the country are crumbling, just like our roads and bridges. A certain amount of fear would not be out of line here. What would be even more appropriate is action. That sewage sometimes spills through cracks and collapsed pipes, but even more frightening, it often contains the kind of bacteria that even our most powerful antibiotic cannot destroy. This really happened in St. Petersburg, Florida, where this drug-resistant bacteria flowed through the pipes beneath the city and into a bay that features some of the most beautiful beaches in America. 
South Florida researchers call our crumbling sewer pipes and the pathogens that now flow through them a public health threat. One of Donald Trump's advisors on Veterans Affairs is being scrutinized by the Secret Service after he said on the radio this week that Hillary Clinton should be killed for treason. Al Baldessaro is also a state lawmaker in New Hampshire. Booze for Cruz. Despite calls for unity by Paul Ryan and others, the Republican National Convention was anything but united last night. Ted Cruz took the stage to be Ted Cruz. Instead of endorsing Donald Trump for president, he urged Americans to vote their consciences this November, to vote for candidates up and down the ticket, not based on party, but on who they trust the most with their security and defending the Constitution. From one side of the arena to the other, delegates booed Cruz as he left the stage. Marco Rubio also spoke, but only by video. And although Rubio also stopped short of endorsing Trump, he said what many Republicans believe, that Trump is better than Hillary Clinton. Speeches by Newt Gingrich and Florida Governor Rick Scott focused on terrorism and how they believe Trump is better suited to fight it than Clinton. Vice presidential candidate Mike Pence spoke last night as well, turning a jeering crowd into a cheering crowd. The Indiana governor told the audience he's a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican, in that order. That was Pence's acceptance speech. Trump delivers his tonight on this, the final night of the convention. Even as Donald Trump's campaign manager continued to insist there was no plagiarism in this week's speech by Melania Trump, a Trump speechwriter accepted responsibility for the words, phrases, and sentences that were identical to the ones used in a speech eight years ago by Michelle Obama. While campaign manager Paul Manafort repeated his denial of the accusation, a speechwriter on the staff was apologizing for it. That writer, Meredith McIver, says Mrs. Trump quoted to her speeches she found inspiring, including Mrs. Obama's speech two Democratic conventions ago. Quoting McIver, I wrote them down and included some phrasing in the draft that ultimately became the final speech. McIver admits she didn't check Michelle Obama's speech to make sure it wasn't being plagiarized. This is my mistake, says McIver, and I feel terrible for the chaos I have caused Melania and the Trumps, as well as to Mrs. Obama. McIver says she didn't mean any harm. The plagiarism controversy hurt the Trump campaign by distracting from what was otherwise a highly praised speech by his wife. It threw into question the credibility of a campaign that so focused on the truthfulness of Hillary Clinton as Trump's campaign manager continued his denial that anyone had done anything wrong and as Mrs. Trump insisted, she mostly wrote the speech herself. And although the Trump campaign has blamed the Obama White House for calling attention to the stolen quotes, they were actually first discovered by journalist Jarrett Hill, who posted his observation on Twitter. But Trump didn't see any of this as damage to his campaign, tweeting instead, any publicity is good publicity. And Trump declined that speechwriter's offer to resign. And while musicians complain about Trump's use of their songs, others are flocking to perform live to help Hillary Clinton. A few hours before Clinton accepts the Democratic nomination in Philadelphia one week from today, Lady Gaga and Lenny Kravitz will entertain at a fundraiser across the river in Camden, New Jersey. And Snoop Dogg will headline another concert back in Philly that day, including, among others, Los Lobos. With the election just four months away, a federal appeals court has ordered Texas to fix its voter ID law, which the circuit appeals court rule discriminates against minorities. To the north, the ACLU is suing the Kansas Secretary of State for having two sets of voter rules, one for federal elections and a more restrictive set of rules for state contests. 
The lawsuit says that creates two separate and unequal classes of voters. If there's a British equivalent to Donald Trump, his name is Boris Johnson, Britain's new foreign minister. As foreign minister, Johnson is now Britain's top diplomat. Ironic, considering he's one of the brashest voices in that government, having insulted one world leader after another. He's mocked President Obama, accusing Obama of having part Kenyan ancestry that Johnson says gave Obama an ancestral dislike of Britain. During the 2008 presidential campaign in this country, Johnson described Hillary Clinton as being like, quote, a sadistic nurse in a mental hospital. Think Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Now that he's England's top diplomat, Johnson's backed off these remarks, but he's not apologizing. Quoting him, we can spend an awfully long time going over lots of stuff I've written over the last 30 years. It would, he said, really take too long to engage in a full global itinerary of apology to all concerned. But Johnson has his work cut out. As he spoke at a French ambassador's party on Bastille Day, he was booed. Now, there may be two high-profile female anchors at Fox News who say they were sexually harassed by their boss, Roger Ailes. Now, Megan Kelly, who, unlike Gretchen Carlson, still works there, reportedly says Ailes came on to her 10 years ago. We do know investigators inside the network have been talking with Kelly. This goes public only after we all learn that Rupert Murdoch and his sons are planning to fire Ailes any minute now anyway because of the sexual harassment allegations from Carlson. If Megan Kelly says she was also harassed, the axe could fall at any second. Now in its fourth year with over three million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. And here's some pretty exciting news about how you can help support this free daily newscast and get more entertainment for less of your money. Compared to Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime Video has three or four times as many streaming movies, and it costs a dollar less a month. And now you can subscribe to Amazon Prime Video through my webpage on a monthly basis for just $8.99. Amazon Prime Video has thousands of TV shows, including original series, winning as many awards as the shows on Netflix. But if you love movies, Amazon Prime Video is the one for you, including Interstellar, Hunger Games Mockingjay, and Ex Machina, and all of it now available on a monthly basis at the lowest price in streaming. Subscribing to Amazon Prime Video, or Amazon Prime, also available monthly, helps support this free daily newscast when you go through the links you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Someone may have told you, don't let the bedbugs bite, but they never told you how, did they? Scientists in California at UC Riverside think they may have finally figured out how to trap those vicious bloodsuckers. New bedbugs find their food partly by following the smell of the dead bedbugs that have gone before them. When a bedbug dies, it leaves a shell, and that shell contains a lot of pheromones. The scientists believe that if they can isolate that pheromone, we can make traps to stop bedbugs before they get to us. High-powered lawyers say they certainly have a case, but the parents of the boy killed by an alligator at Disney World say they won't be filing a lawsuit. Instead, the parents say they just want privacy and to set up a charitable foundation in their son's name with the money they've received in donations. They say the Lane Thomas Foundation will then give its money to various other charities. The Disney Corporation is no doubt grateful there won't be a lawsuit since it's apparently known about the potential for gator trouble for some time and recently learned that some of its firefighters have been illegally feeding the gators, making them less afraid of humans. 
Disney hired trappers to remove several gators from a resort lagoon. They've put up signs and fences, and now they're keeping park visitors away from those waters at night and on cloudy days. People in Minnesota who don't think they have to worry about alligators may want to rethink that. This week, officials fished a gator out of one of the state's 10,000 lakes, a small gator now living in a wildlife park. That same park took in a three-foot-long gator that was found sunning itself last month near a hiking trail in Minnesota. Led Zeppelin's not making any new music, but they found some old stuff in the basement, you might say. A session the band did for the BBC in 1969 has turned up long believed to be lost forever. In this tech age, the BBC restored the recording, removing magnetic ghosts and other noise. That took some work since the BBC had destroyed the original tape in a purge of its archives. This recording was made with a microphone held next to an AM radio somewhere in Europe. The music was then remixed and tweaked by lead legend Jimmy Page. This is all noteworthy since Led Zeppelin propelled eight albums into the Billboard Top Ten. Bank robberies have certainly changed in San Antonio since the days of the Wild West. This week, San Antonio police say some folks stole a forklift from a construction site and used it to steal an ATM. They're still looking for the robbers and the machine. Police found the forklift in a shopping center parking garage with the engine still running. A real cowboy would have turned it off. At a mom-and-pop coffee shop in Richmond, Virginia, the price of a cup of coffee depends on how nice you are. According to the sandwich board sign propped up on the sidewalk out front, coffee is five bucks a cup if you just say small coffee. But it's only three bucks if you add the word please. If you say hello first and then please with your order, it's a buck seventy-five. The owner says it was really just a joke, but that so far not a single person has had to pay the full five bucks. It's just another case in which it pays to be nice. And finally, I've tried to avoid it, but we can no longer ignore Pokemania. We weren't all that surprised to hear that people had gotten into car wrecks, fallen off cliffs, and worse while playing Pokemon Go on their phones, but it's still happening. In Baltimore, a man drove his car into a police car as he played Pokemon Go while driving. That man now calls the game dumb, but is it the game that's dumb or some of the people playing it? In New Jersey, a woman got stuck in a tree in a cemetery while chasing Pokemon creatures. Firefighters rescued her as they would a cat. In Saudi Arabia, all things Pokemon were banned by a religious cleric 15 years ago in Fatwa Edict number 21,758. That edict says Pokemon promotes gambling and, worse yet, non-Muslim religions. This week, the cleric reminded Saudis 21,758 is still in effect. Egypt has also banned the game, saying it, quote, makes people look like drunkards in the streets. Egyptian officials also say that playing Pokemon Go is a perfect cover for foreign spies. Whatever the case, two words about Pokemon Go. Pokemon, stop. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.